Hey, agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, or reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. If you enjoy our podcast, please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode and help keep the show at the top of the charts so it can be found by more agency owners like you. And now for the show. Have you ever questioned if it was time to incur an expense? Wondered if you could afford that expense? Questioned what you should be investing back into your agency? There are really a lot of agency owners uh, that go wrong and it's that they do not have a budget in place to guide these decisions. They ultimately do not have a mechanism to make financial decisions. And so everything in the end ends up being based on gut. It really ends up creating this nervousness, wondering if you made the right choice. So today, Darren and I wanted to chat with you about how you can get out of this place of nervousness and questioning around your expenses and have more of a system so that you can make financial decisions. To start us off, and Darren, where we go through these cycles all the time, what are the typical sort of cycles that, that we typically suggest in updating financial budgets and solidifying them and reviewing them and all that? Yeah, so the typical cycles that we have for setting out budgets is we typically do like October of the year and we look at the forward facing years we look at two years and kind of putting that into place and having uh the budget in terms of like what did we do in the past okay what does it look like it's forecasting for this year making some you know suggested mm, i can't think of the word i don't know why i can't think of the word right now but it's like some just suggested spend yeah some suggested trends in terms of where things are going and then in april take another look at it and see if things need to be adjusted and so basically roughly every six months and seeing, um, unless something is like very drastic in terms of like, oh, you are signed a couple of deals and your revenue is just exploding. And it's like, okay, how do we keep pace with like the adjustments that we need? The in amount terms of growth of, you're experiencing. Yeah, the hiring staff and other things that we're looking for. But we also take that into account when we're making these budgets and having a budget for just that scenario of like, okay, this is our sales goal. This is our stretch goal. And seeing how things are, are trending tours and how we can make those adjustments like okay cool we're tracking on the the normal budget or hey we're tracking on the stretch budget so let's go ahead and make these adjustments now largely you a couple of things that i want to make sure that is kind of hit here really right is that one of the things that i see that's a bit funny when it comes to budgets that i see happen very frequently is that you'll set a budget and then a month later you'll make a change to it because some other change or some other reality came to place and so you're making constant updates to the budget. And quite frankly, doing that does not make it a budget. It makes it kind of a forecast. And so you want to get out of the place where you're consistently changing your budget at the absolute highest amount of frequency that you should be making adjustments to a budget should be quarterly, unless as Darren said, you, you know, you 10x your revenue this year and you need to go back and take a look at what that actually means from an investment perspective. Good for you. And all right, that makes sense out of, there's some exceptions to that rule, but generally speaking, you shouldn't be updating it any more frequently than once a quarter. Ideally, usually about every six months, you shouldn't have that much of a change that's happening that quickly. And make sure that it's locked in and you should be looking at what you plan for and what actually happened. So as Darren was starting to talk about, 
we typically look at wanting to have a couple of different versions of a budget. And you have your flat to last year and the year prior, right? So you just look at what actually happened. You have your operating budget, which has a reasonable amount projection to the trend of where your your revenue has increased. And then you have your stretch goals. Here's where I want to be at the end of the year. And here's what spend allows for. As we go through it, Darren, maybe we can kind of talk a little bit about the top down, bottom up. What do you prefer? How do you like to go about it? I mean, I think that it's a an interesting question of how people kind of plan the optimistic route or the reality route. I prefer the top down approach in terms of, okay, cool. Let's see how much we can kind of shoot for. It's like, okay, cool. You're, you're currently doing, you know, 3 million. Okay. Let's see if we can get you to four and what would four play out to look like at the end um, versus doing the bottom up approach of like, okay, I want to have, you know, $3 million in EBITDA, like, how do I make that happen? What is what do I need? Because I feel like when you do the top down approach, you can see, okay, 4 million. Okay. This is where we're currently at. This is, you know, a 25% growth. Okay. How many people do I need to service this and kind of move it around as you go down the budget and see where it ends up versus like trying to reverse engineer, like, how do I get here? And then if you're kind of focusing on the bottom, you're like, okay, well, maybe I can cut these costs here, like by, you know, running a bone thin margin so like or bone thin in terms of like a team and, and skeleton crew and trying to figure out like how can I squeeze the most out of out of this versus like shooting for a, a more sales or or more more realistic approach there. I tend to agree and that's usually how we would go about it. And the thing that I think ends up with a lot of people being in hot water is as you do the bottom up approach, you're looking at here are the expenses, here's the number I want to get to from a profitability perspective. And let's say that you did 2 million this year and that you wanted to grow quite a lot. And the end up result is that you have to do five to reach that number and the expenses that you've allocated that you want to spend. You can get yourself in a lot of hot water by doing that and committing yourself to this expense and not doing it based on really trend. So I see this as one of the the bigger things that when agencies go into their initial first rounds of budgeting, they get way overzealous when it comes to operational budgets. And even clients that are growing 30%, 100%, 150% year over year, I never project for that much of a growth at the maximum. And Darren and I have talked about this many times, especially when you're talking about compound annual growth rates that have been like substantial for clients. And like, no, I still just do not feel comfortable with it being over a 20% growth, even though I know they're going to surpass it. I don't want to overcommit in an expense perspective and I'll take the more conservative approach. You want to be very careful to not assume too much growth. There's always external factors that are going on. I mean, this year, this past year, I should say, was one of the worst years for the industry that I've seen in over a decade. And there's the summer was incredibly hard for a lot of a lot of the industry and a lot of agencies. Lots of bigger agencies went through some layoffs and if you had gone and planned at the beginning of the year for the same amount of growth that you had had the prior year, you likely ended up left holding a bag this year and being in a really bad place. Whereas our clients are able to maintain profitability and substantial amount of profitability because we planned appropriately, did not assume too much growth and managed it to the degree that we wanted to. One of the things I think would also be really useful, Darren, on your kind of the way that we approach goal budgets and the growth number, the people factor, because some things scale with revenue, some things don't. So maybe we can kind of talk about 
some of the items that do and don't and how to approach that a little. Yeah. Yeah. So realistically, there are a number of factors that you want to think about when scaling, right? Because if you're looking at your current team and how much they're actually being utilized and what was the revenue that corresponds with it and kind of what type of jobs that you brought in, like there's a, a number of factors that you want to look at in terms of like, okay, do we need to make a new hire in these different areas? Okay, we are overutilized in this area. Um, maybe we should hire somebody to cover if we're going to continue to grow at this rate. Do we anticipate bringing in, you know, there's a lot to consider. Software is something that's easy to kind of scale up if it's like a per person kind of basis or if it's just like a licensing fee for the overall uh, company. So that's kind of easy to lock in. Um, another thing that I would consider is, you know, rent. Some agencies are, are still in, you know, the brick and mortar. Um, so do we have enough desks for everybody, whether it be computers or things that just kind of get tacked on with new hires? And those are those are very easy to kind of predict. Right. So some of those kind of just scale along with the team members, but others don't scale as one to one. Right. It's like, OK, how much work can we actually implement? What happens if we do bring in this new software? Is it going to reduce our utilization rate in terms of like the team working on different jobs? Is it going to make them more faster, more efficient? And so those things get a little bit tricky when you're looking at trying to build out a budget and, and kind of forecast, you know, explosive growth or forecast, you know, um, making bringing in different types of revenue as well. One of the things that's like really incredibly important when you think about scaling is consider items as whether they're more fixed because what ultimately for every single one of you listening right now, you're, whether it's you or a team or both, your most expensive thing in the business are your people. And those have to scale with revenue. They are going to, but your administrative team does not scale as quickly as it corresponds to revenue, your team that are executional, that are working on design, that are working on development, that are working on whatever it is that your agency does, are typically going to scale with revenue. So recognizing here's the typical percentage of revenue that we spend in this category, in this category, understanding how many people we're going to need as we hit certain benchmarks of rev, and making sure that you're kind of thinking about things in, in buckets when you consider your internal team, your contract team, your cost of delivery software, things like that as well. And then thinking about your administrative payroll, sales and marketing, and your administ and your um, benefits, things like that, that are also going into the business and overarching kind of general administrative. The thing that really bothers me a bit, and I was talking with a colleague earlier today, and I thought it was an interesting thing that in his cycle of growth in his business, he said that he believed that in his agency growth, that who's the only person that believed in marketing, the only marketer that believed in marketing because he was spending 15% of his revenue in marketing and where the vast majority of other agencies do not. Very frequently, I see a percent, half a percent. If I'm lucky, like extremely lucky, I see 5%, which is incredibly rare to see someone spending that percentage of revenue in marketing. And it's incredibly important that you're investing yourself in growth Jared, I don't know what, what sort of mistakes and things that you often see in investment, over-investment or under-investment when it comes to looking at agency financials. Yeah, you're lucky if you actually can get that approach in terms of a percentage of revenue, right? It's more so like, oh, okay, we'll just spend $1,000 a month on this and just kind of have a, a flat number. And that either ends up being, you know, 1% or 
0.001% and they don't touch it from there. They're like, okay, we're just, this is just what we're going to do. This is what I've allocated is kind of a number where it's just like a, oh, that sounds good versus uh okay, let me actually take a look at this. Let's do it as a percentage of, of how we're growing or even forecasting the growth that I want to have, tying it to like, okay, what is my cost of acquisition for a new client? What do I need to actually invest to hit this goal number? Which is another reason why I like that top-down approach. It's like, okay, this is what I, I need to be looking at. Is it is it something that actually fits the narrative of how we grow to this, you know, 100% gain in the next year, as well as something you're also mentioning, um, but I want to kind of hammer it home is that people don't understand their revenue cycles as well. It's just like, a, okay, cool. We're going to hit 4 million. It's like, well, do you know that all three, three, three quarters of a, of your revenue is coming in the last part of the year? Or how are you, it's a, as much of an art as it is a strategy, as much a, as it is a analytical thing, right? Creating these budgets is more so like a, okay, what is the flow to our revenue? All right. When should we start bringing in these new people? When do I expect to have this? And so it's, like I said, it's an art as well as a a strategy. And I want to make sure that you guys understand that it's not just all of a, I need $5 billion. I'm just going to put that number on a paper and. And here's the average across every month. And I'm going to hit that number. Yeah. I I wish it was that linear for most agencies. I mean, even for those that are monthly reoccurring, you still have a lot of them still have a, a component of project revenue, right? And. I had completely, and thank you for, you know, hitting that one home because it's really important. And I hadn't even remembered that that is a the step that we go through, right? And looking at the month over month and looking at here's the percentage of revenue that actually falls into each different category. What adjustments do we actually need to make? And that way you know whether you have the right activity that's going on so you can hit those benchmarks, especially if you're working towards goals. And just incredibly important understanding that concentration of revenue that happens in that specific month. Very frequently for a lot of agencies, the end of the year, you just came out right now of the most heavy revenue generation months of the year. And Q1 often tends to be very soft. And just making sure that you know that, you're planning for it, you understand what your profitability cycle looks like, and just really you're able to make concerted decision making and understanding of what that rev cycle looks like for you. Thank you, Darren, for making sure that that was brought up because it's incredibly important. From a reporting perspective, I just can't stress enough how incredibly important it is to understand the distinction of what you planned versus what happened and looking at and understanding where things went right and where things went wrong. And I guarantee you, every single one of you listening, your days, weeks, months, years do not go perfectly. There's always some change. There's always some iteration. There's always some adjustment. And if your life is perfect, your life is better than mine. I just don't see that happening. And just making sure that you're looking at how the distinction of what actually happened and what isn't. So, I mean, the vast majority of any accounting software, speak with your bookkeeper if you've got one, your outside accounting firm if you've got one, and ask them to input that budget that you've created at the end of the year, each one of them, and so that you can compare that budget to what actually happened, your actual versus budget, and the variance between each. It also allows for you to understand where you're over-investing, under-investing, what's going on, see trends, and be able to identify a problem before it becomes even potentially catastrophic, which sometimes does when you're not watching your numbers. And on top of that, make sure that your chart of accounts are clean so you know 
when and where everything's going. I know that might be an overreach coming from somebody who has been doing accounting, but make sure your chart of accounts are clean so you understand the difference in your P&L as you're going through it. I will check on these numbers monthly to see how you're tracking, whether you're tracking more towards the operating, the flat, the goal, so you can make those adjustments throughout the year in game, kind of, so to speak. Um, and then when you do get to the, the six month marker of like, okay, do we need to reevaluate? Are we overshooting? Are we undershooting? What areas do we need to invest more in? Have we had better returns? Like you said, not every year is going to go according to plan. I mean, that's why you have those periods of adjustment and periods to kind of review and reflect on these budgets. This is not something like your, you know, your uh, new year's goals where you just set a list out and forget it two months in. No, this is something you're going to check and you're going to, <laughs> you're going to perfect and iterate on. I set a budget and that's just what happens. I was trying to think while you were talking, if I can remember a single client or financial statement that I saw that the chart of accounts was just nailed in from the start in a 20 year career. I cannot think of one, not one. And when Darren was talking about it, I could see this like face, please work on your chart of accounts, everyone. Cause it's always a, a nightmare when you start working on a set of books and they're just in chaos and in tune to the fact that there are adjustments and things that happen throughout the year, just recognize that there are cycles of adjustment, but plan for when those cycles of adjustments are going to be for you. If your agency is early stages or in high times of growth, you may want to look at a bit more on the frequent end of budget adjustments, maybe going to the quarterly. If you've got a longer established business that has a bit more regularity to its growth cycles and knowing where you currently are every six months should be sufficient. At a bare minimum, you need to be doing budgeting once a year. And if you're listening to this episode, clearly budgets were a thing that were of interest to you and really hope that you focus on providing and putting yourself in a place where you have the systems that allow for you to make decisions based on data and not based on gut. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now, so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I gotta I got sell, I gotta sell, I gotta sell because if I don't sell, I don't, make our, I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000. Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5,000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. 
you've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens, boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's gonna work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program. Mm-hmm.